Welcome or welcome back to Readability. If you didn't know already, this is a kid podcast that's all about reading. Don't know a good book to read? Visit Readability and I'll help you out. Every Saturday, I'll either read, review, or recommend different books just for you. Lay back and listen to this week's episode. Let's get started. I've recently finished a book, and I knew that I just needed to make a review about it because I just can't stop thinking about it. That book is The Gilded Wolves by Roshni Chakshi. I know some people don't like it, but I loved it. Um, I've kind of stepped out of the fantasy genre for a bit, but as always, I gravitated back towards it. Right after I finished it, I just sat there in shock and anger. So much anger, but at the same time, so happy that I was able to read it because, wow, I loved it. And I just recently finished the last book and, oh, oh my gosh. Anyways, without further ado, let's talk about it, shall we? The Gilded Wolves is about a crew of six or so, led by Severon in 1888 France. In this world, there is magic called forging, and this can be used through, like, objects and sometimes mentally through someone's mind, but not everybody has this magic. It's really interesting. Severon and Enrique, the historians, steal this auction-off item that shows them the opportunity to pull off a heist. I know that probably doesn't make any sense, but if you read it, it would. Throughout the book, the crew has to figure out these riddles and puzzles in order to f- learn more about their world, these babble fragments, and a lot of other stuff, and obviously get closer and closer to pulling off this heist. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but I guess that's somewhat of a good explanation. The author is Roshan Chakshi. The book is 384 pages long. The publishing brand is Wednesday Books, and this is the first in the trilogy, though if you are interested in reading it, please be warned that it is not complete, as the third book is coming out September of 2021. If I had to rate this book, it was definitely a five-star book. Like, oh my goodness, even thinking about it is making me so happy and excited. (sighs) Everything about it was just so amazing and unique, and I couldn't ask for a better book to read. Even from the beginning, I was so hooked. It was actually kind of surprising. I have to confess something I thought before reading this. I was kind of hesitant because of the many comparisons it had to Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo. If you don't know, Six of Crows is a fantasy heist story following six main protagonists. Other than that, despite my beliefs, they are very different. I mean, from the atmosphere, the plot, the magic system, hey, even the characters. Don't get me started on those characters. I have so many thoughts. All good though. I will say, if you like Six of Crows, you should probably check this book out. I highly recommend it. Also, if you like reading, I would check this out. Um, unconsciously, I compared some things to Six of Crows, like, oh, their relationship is a lot, of, a lot alike, um, Kaz and Inej, but it didn't ruin my reading experience, personally. Um, and if you're having these thoughts while reading, keep going. It is so worth it, in my opinion. I honestly regret not reading this series sooner, or... Or do I? (laughs) Because if I read it when it first came out, like, two years ago, I think, yeah, then I would have to wait for the second and third book, so maybe not. But despite the whole unfinished series um, problem, I still regret even hesitating about getting this book, because it was so good! 
Another thing is that these characters are set in the real world, not a fantasy world. So a lot of the issues and things these characters go through are very real. And also, this is written by a person of color. So already, the diversity is real. A lot having to do with our identity, the characters. The romance also got me really intrigued. There's one pairing that I have not felt this attached to in a while. Like, I just need them to get together. I can't stop thinking about it. That's for later, though. <laughs> I mean, while we're here, let's talk about these characters. I love this diverse cast. They're all so unique, and I would die for each of them. We're going that far. Let's start with Sevron. He has a accent mark, so I don't know how to pronounce his name. Also, he's French, so is it Severin? Is it Sevron? Sevron? <laughs> uh, let's pretend that didn't happen. He's the recruiter, and sorry to make comparisons, but kind of like Kaz, the Kaz from Six of Crows of this group, as it, like the head of the group. He's not as ruthless and, um, let's just say violent as Kaz, you know, rubbing people's eyes out, and has a bit of a more charming personality. I like Severon. He's honestly very admirable and treats everyone in his crew like family. But, I don't want to say this, but he wasn't my absolute favorite. His past was really sad, and he does in fact deserve someone like Layla. But sometimes, the way he treats Layla, I want to punch him in the face. But, I still, I still like him, so. And speaking of Layla, let's talk about her. Warning, very good transitions coming up ahead. Layla is the Indian performer who has a love for baking. Whenever they have meetings, she bakes cookies and cakes, and it makes me very hungry, despite not being able to eat them. <laughs> Her friendship with Zofia is so amazing, and someone said, after I finished reading The Gilded Wolves, I was looking through posts, and someone said she's the definition of the mom friend. And at first, I was like, uh, sure, yeah. But then, I read The Silvered Serpents, the second book, with that mindset, and I was like, oh my gosh. I totally agree. She's such a mom. Anyways, speaking of Zofia, can I get her out of the way? Let me just do that. Zofia, the Jewish, Polish, autistic mathemat mathematician who also has OCD and anxiety. People say that your favorite character represents you in a way, so should I be concerned? Maybe. Anyways, out of all the characters in this novel, Zofia was by far my favorite. She's such an interesting and unique character, and so smart, and oh, I just want to give her a hug. She has this forging ability for fire, which is honestly so cool. And why I would compare her to Wylan from Six of Crows, if you don't know who he is, he is the demo man. He deals with explosives. He also can't read, which... I mean, Zofia can't relate to, but close enough. So if you like Wylan, you'll probably like her. She also has a love for numbers, and, and the way she comes down is by counting, which is so wholesome and sad. <laughs> oh, she just finds her comfort in numbers. Whenever I read about her, her, her perspective, her mind is just so interesting to read about in, um... Unfortunately, due to her being implied as autistic, she doesn't hear that very often, which breaks my heart. And Enrique says that about her. He says that he loves how her mind works, and she's like, you do? Oh, it's so sad. Anyways, I bear her so much with another character, but I'm not going to say who it is, just in case it's spoilers. Plus, everything I want to mention about them is a spoiler, so... Her past is low-key kind of relatable and really, really sad. I feel for her so much. 
here's the quote that I read from her near the beginning of the book, the first Zofia chapter, and I just fell in love with her, and I wanted to, um, cry. She should have been more careful, but that was the problem with happiness. It blinds. For a while, Zofia was happy, and then, one afternoon, the other students' whispers got the best of her. Ow. Um, next is Enrique, our Filipino-Spanish historian. He's, like, definitely one of my other favorite characters. Um, I love him so much. He reminds me a lot of Jesper in the sense that he's from Six of Crows, of course. Sorry. In the sense that he cracks these jokes all the time and he cares so much about everyone as if they were his own family. Wow. He's one of the characters that really deals with racial issues during this time. And it's honestly really sad whenever he brings it up in his chapters. Because, like, all he wants to do is be heard, right? But due to not looking like everyone else or even looking like his own mother because he's mixed, it really takes a toll on him in his life. And that's just so sad. <laughs> okay, next. Tristan, Severon's brother. Brother. I put that in quotation marks because they're not biologically brothers, but they did grow up together and have gone through so much together. Seven fathers, in fact. And though they're not blood related they still call each other brothers and it's just so sad okay anyways she has this ability to forge botanical things like plants and stuff so he gets hired to basically garden there must be a more correct term for that but you get you get the point i didn't get as attached to his character for reasons i will not say but i do like him still but i didn't get as attached to him okay continuing on Finally, we have Hypnos, the young French aristocrat and patriarch to the house, Nyx. Um, I love his character and all of his lines. Like, he's hilarious. The one-liners. These are some of my favorite quotes from him. Don't put all your baskets on your head. Or, actions have a better voice than words. Obviously, those are popular sayings. <laughs> um, and Enrique corrects him constantly but there are just more i need a quote here's another one so today i'm wearing underwear it's hardly monumental zofia frowned why did you specify today and then she gets interrupted <laughs> another one is true but my fingers were crossed that is severin says that hypnos faked a gasp oh no his fingers were crossed he was an amazing comic relief character that i adored Yes, top tier. Would I recommend? Well, of course I would. I love this book so much. And despite what other people say about it being similar to Six of Crows, I, I would say that it doesn't really define the experience of reading it, in my opinion. I mean, at the beginning, maybe. But it is so addictive. A little more addictive than Six of Crows. Um, and the characters are so lovable. If you like Six of Crows, you'll like this one, and maybe even, even more? <gasps> maybe, maybe. I Don't quote me on that. I've already read the second book, and ow, that ending. I don't know if I can wait for the third book, and you know, it's gonna destroy me once I read it. Oh boy. Spoiler time! Let's go. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Though I did love Severin and Layla, there was another potential couple, couple and or love triangle, that caught my attention a little more and was 
a little more interesting. Sorry. <laughs> that, of course, would be Enrique and Zofia. Coincidentally, they are my favorite characters. Their chemistry is top notch. And for a while, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Are they like, wait, are, would, are, are they going to be like a thing? I, I can't, I, I couldn't tell. But at the same time, I would. I, it, <sighs> However, Enrique is also having a thing for hypnos and the problem is i kind of like them together they are the ideal comedy duo but i just love zofia and enrique so much more their banter they have with each other and the way they look out for each other Uh and this quote too i've completely memorized it at this point her math his history they were he thought a bit like an equation where the sum was greater than its parts I'm convinced they're soulmates, but I do, like, how is this love triangle actually extremely conflicting? I can't choose between Enrique and Zofia and Enrique and Hypnos, but I, anyways, on a similar note, when Hypnos and Enrique kissed, and Zofia saw it, <sighs> like, she was just walking down the hallway, and boom, <sighs> I, I couldn't even process what was happening after that and um you know what happened after that um because i was just so sad reading zofia's reaction to them i wanted to actually cry about it that's how devoted i am all i want is for them to be happy sorry another quote but i tabbed so much in the book this is this is her like reaction zofia could not move cold spread through her dot 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 later later okay she was reminded of all she could not detect, all that she could not do. She could storm into a room, but she could not command its attention through charm. Why? Why me? <laughs> okay, really quickly. It was interesting to see Sevron and Layla actually have history at the beginning and before the book actually starts because they had one night. <laughs> it gives them a whole other level of tension but Sevran always ignores Layla and like her attempts and just tries to push her him wait her him out of her life her out of his life anyways but and I forgot to mention this um in the character section but she wasn't actually born Layla she was forged and She's not going to last after her 19th birthday. I think she's 18. So, if only he knew that. Maybe, just maybe, he wouldn't keep pushing her away. It kind of broke my heart. Like, come on. Like, that's why I wanted to punch him in the face. Just like, ugh. Anyways, let's talk about the underground, like, fireball situation. Oh, what? That had my heart racing. I'm not going to lie. Layla was about to fall into the pits of, like, darkness because the floor was, like, spreading apart. And Zofia and Enrique are just trying to solve this puzzle with, like, levers and numbers. Obviously, Zofia figured it out because big brain. Um, just before this fireball comes and hits them all and kills them. How they figured it out, thanks to the big brains that are Zofia and Enrique, just blows me away. Like, yes, the duo we all needed. Yep, I just keep bringing it back to Zofia and Enrique. Finally, 
the moment you've all been waiting for. Tristan's death. What in the world? No, I was not expecting that. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, and this is like that moment, the moment that happened after Zofia saw Enrique and Hypnos. And I couldn't even like process this because I was just so stunned of what happened earlier. But like still, why? How? Why him? Now Goliath is all alone. And he, he was just such a wholesome soul. Like, Severon definitely changes for the worse. Um, it was so unexpected. But I guess that's life. But still, like, in with the blade on a bowler hat. Uh, to be fair, that is the way to go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shouldn't be joking about his death. It was really sad. But still, like, come on. He got sliced. Uh, that's not a good word to use. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop talking about his death. But still. Whoa. Alrighty, and that's a wrap for this week's episode of Readability. Well, first of this week. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. And honestly, it was really fun talking about this book because I love it so much. And I highly recommend you read it. It is so worth it. But do not listen to the audiobook. I do not like this audiobook. I thought that was good to point out. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next week. Keep reading, folks. Bye-bye.